and good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to this week's new episode, of course, of To The Xbox Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And ladies and gentlemen, we have an outstanding show for you today. Uh, listen, we have a lot of big topics to get into. We're going to be talking, of course, Gamescom, which takes place at 2 o'clock. We're going to be finishing just before then. Ooh, um, I'm, I'm not covering it per se because I have a lot going on in my personal life that I have to take care of outside of podcasting. Uh, but I will be going over what happened today on Jeff Keighley's two-hour show where they're expected to have 35 games, uh, some of which are going to be uh, you know, world premieres like he's known for. On opening night live, that's going on from 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to 4 p.m. Uh, and we will get you all up to date on that on tomorrow evening's primetime gaming. Uh, we'll be talking about Sonic. We'll be talking about Callisto Protocol Ooh. and a bunch of other things. Uh, Lies of P is making the rounds. Yeah. Being, wow, man, a real stunner and confirmed today to be an Xbox Game Pass day and yes, date. Um, yes, but listen. Sir. Let's get into the introductions. Oh, there's Daniel McGee. He's here. Uh-oh. He's working. We have a full crew. Danny, uh, Daniel will be right with you. Uh, Steel Rain, welcome back to the program, brother. I set out the signal uh, and you answered as per the norm. Look, man. Boom. You already know what it is for the rain to be welcomed into the boom kingdom. It's always a pleasure, man, when I get to sit at the table with all these fine gentlemen that we got on the panel, all scholars within the community, all people that I respect. So, uh, man, I think it's an excellent time to really sit down and have some conversation, man, because we've got some interesting things to talk about. Is Spider-Man coming to Game Pass? <laughs> nah, we'll see. <laughs> it's, it's, it's unlikely, but after the Death Stranding situation with 505 Games uh, putting that onto PC uh, Game Pass, yeah. Listen, the, uh, I, I, no one like no one at Sony, Microsoft, or Nintendo says no to money. Uh, and but, but we're gonna we're gonna break that down momentarily. Uh, we have also someone here uh, who's not only on his own podcast, but he has exploded on the scene uh, in this community, pr- yes, producing uh, artwork that is second to none. I have one piece already, a second piece that's going to be on the way. Kirk from the frame fr- frame to game. What's going yeah. on, brother? How you feeling? I'm good, thank you. I'm very good. Thanks for having me on. Um, I know you said uh, I'm on a on another podcast. That's uh, the Grumpy Gamers. We've been on here That's before, right. haven't we? And um, we appreciated you uh, having us. But uh, very much appreciate you uh, taking me on to as a uh, Mr. Framer Game. Uh, yeah, well, you know what? what? Talk about that for a hot second. You know, obviously, we're going to give you a proper outro when we're done uh, with the show later yeah. on this afternoon, but. You know, where where did you get the idea to start framing games and making it, a uh, you know, like an indie business, if you will? Short story. I saw something on Twitter in December. I like the look of it, but I said, I can do it better. So I did it for myself. And then people nice. were asking me, where did you where did you get those? And I was like, I made them. So they were like, how did we buy them? And I was like, OK, I'll set up a store, set up a store. And then kind of the rest is history. So and, and you know what, for folks, uh, you, you know, when you. you you know you're doing the right thing in the community uh, when you know you start hearing or seeing people taking pictures of the work and posting it on their walls and saying yeah. how excited they are. But that's not the one. That's not the only thing that happened to Kirk here. Uh, to, no, he, 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 no, it's not. Uh, he was followed by the magnificent Sarah Bond, uh, yeah. and I told him now. Sarah follows me, which is bonkers. Still blows my mind that she does. 
uh, which I'm incredibly honored that she does. But I told him uh, in a DM, and I'll say it live on the air, when Microsoft uh, um, sees what you're doing and you and you bring a certain amount of community togetherness and awesomeness, uh, you will get the follows from the big ones. So congratulations 100%. on Sarah Thank Bond you. following you, brother. That's a that's Still, a big deal. Yeah, I, I was like, hold on, is this real? Is it, <laughs> she just followed me. I checked it, and it's it's got the little tick mark, and I was like... Oh my God. So, yeah. That's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. Well, listen, congratulations. It's great to have you here, Kirk. And we'll, we'll talk about the Grumpy Gamers podcast as well as Frame yeah. to Game. Uh, um, you know, later on in the, uh, in the, as soon as we're done with doing outros, but uh, it's no great worries. to work with you again. And yeah. uh, listen, uh, we're going to have a good conversation. Uh, but let's get to Umbra, Infinite Umbra. What's going on, Ooh. brother? How the heck are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling good, brother. I'm good morning to everybody, by the way. I'm not as hyped and and and, and you know full of energy like our brother Steel Rain here. You know, <laughs> always, man, I, always. I wish I had that much energy in the morning, but I just, yeah. I mean, you know, you like ready for the rain. I'm like, I can't stand the rain. Hey. I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, don't worry. Just go, go, pull up a chair. I got you. Don't worry. I'll lend it on over like I'm the Hokage. Hey, you know, yeah, lend me some of your power. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, hey, Kirk, it's nice to speak with you, brother. I've never spoken with you before, so I'm interested. No, in we haven't. Yeah, I was going to say, though, by the way, that I don't know if that was Sarah Bond. It might have been Word is Bond that followed you. But, hey, you know better. Be careful. Phil Spender is out here. You guys got to be careful. Phil Spender is out hey, there. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for Spencer to follow me next. That's that's the that's there the dream. So. Uh, yeah. That's the lack of I'm looking so. for. It. I mean, listen, you know what? Like, yeah, you you, you put it, it out to the universe. You, sometimes it's the universe answers. And yeah. especially when you're doing the right thing by the community, uh, the one thing that we have to say and we absolutely applaud and love about Microsoft is uh, how well they respond uh, to the gaming community, uh, how they take everything seriously. And uh, and obviously, if you are getting a follow from any of the big wigs, uh, that's because you are making uh, the right moves. Uh, it's very easy to get caught up in console war shenanigans. Uh, my box is better than yours kind of, uh, you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, again, it's 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 just. You know, the one thing that you have to tip your hat to uh, Phil Spencer and everyone at Xbox is that they don't respect or pay attention to the bad actors. And those are the ones that use console war uh, hate to drive their channels that uh, we've seen it time and time again. And I'm I'm glad that they do take the time to follow the people that are making the correct strides to, uh, you know, in this community. Again, it's incredibly important. Uh, it, it, your brand is important, sure, but I think putting the community first is always more important, and I, we we're seeing more and more people do that, and that's what I love about the Xbox community, but more so the gaming community as a whole. Uh, but listen, uh, Daniel McGee, uh, I wasn't sure if you were going to be here today because your PC was being a bit of a dick, but it's now <laughs> fixed. What's up, brother? How you feeling? I don't know if "fix" is the right word. It's been uh, duct taped back together. I've been in <laughs> I've been in dire need of a new PC for a hot minute, and I, I think this is probably going to be the thing that pushes me over the edge in the actually getting one. Uh, I, I, there was it's been storming, and apparently we we lost power at some point while I was asleep last night. Uh, mm. And so I woke up this morning, and the computer was like, "Nah, man, now I'm asleep." <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, really excited to to hang out with you guys, Kirk. I, I, Really excited to get to work with you, Steel Rain. I think I've worked with you once or twice before. Yes, but this, this is going to be just another great podcast. Let's go. Yeah, you know what? Let's let let's get into uh, the topics. But of course, I want to shout out shout out already the two hundred people 
that are here. Uh, obviously, we, we know we don't have a show without the people watching. So a big shout out to you for being here. Uh, but listen, let's uh, what do I want to open up with. You know what? Let's let's open up with the elephant in the room here, folks. Uh, let's open up with the uh, with the thumbnail that has a lot of people twisted. Uh, some of the messages I got, you know, obviously it, it, it's it's not made for satire. It's not made to poke fun at, at Sony. It's not to suggest a console war. But look, something happened last week that shocked a lot of people. Uh, mm-hmm. I called it out when people that I trust, like the Clobrials of the world, said that Death Stranding was coming to Xbox Game Pass, specific, yeah. specifically Xbox Game Pass PC. And it did, in fact, launch in Xbox Game Pass PC. Now, you know, th- that that upset a lot of people. Uh, I don't understand why it would upset you personally, because I just think that we are in uh, an a, a era and a year of gaming that the old traditional way of marketing and selling your wares is yep. the way Sony does it. It's it's old. It's old, and there's a reason why they're not a three uh, near three trillion dollar company because they are very set in their ways. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying that they're very set in their ways. And Jim Ryan and the team at SIE are going to have to start moving and shaking a little bit better if they want to catch Xbox. Because the reality is, once the ABK deal is done, once that the the, the, the ink has dried, and Call of Duty is first party. They have a monster problem on their hands, okay? And, you know, the traditional way of of selling games is just not working for Sony. And I can say that full-heartedly because Jim Ryan told you, that's right, the PlayStation players, and I'm one of them, that we aren't enough anymore, right? And that's a fact. When you see the success of Game Pass which is probably upwards of close to 30 or not past 30 million subscribers without the bangers, as the kids say, without the, you know, the top tier AAA games that are constantly dropping that Sony has done this year. They're going to, by the end of the year, yep. they're going to have four monster top of monster titles out, whether you're bad or they're not, they're still their AAA first party bombs compared to Microsoft. Well, they don't have any, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you can argue that point all you want. But the reality is Death Stranding, an exclusive for PlayStation, is now on Xbox Game Pass PC. The same way uh, MLB The Show launched last year, shockingly enough, onto Xbox Game Pass, but not onto Sony service. A little weird there, right? Um, and one of the b- big talking points with that release is that Xbox players got the upgrade for free where Sony players had to pay extra money to get that, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the PlayStation five version, which is bonkers. Right? So the question lies after seeing death stranding launch and land on Xbox game pass PC is something like Spider-Man potentially going to be the next one that makes its way over. Now, there, there, this is going to be a heated conversation. I think that the chat is. We, I mean, we've got two hundred and forty people already here. Uh, oh. You know, throw your throw your opinion in there. You know, let let us know what you think. Um, is it likely? Probably not. But here's the thing: money does talk. But this is you know, it's not. It's like like um, Everborn Saga says this isn't show business. 
Uh, it's not show friends, right? It's show business. And at the end of the day, um, I can't specifically say how Sony has the Spider-Man Marvel character for gaming locked up. My only assumption, again, it's it's an assumption because I haven't read the contracts. I don't know Mm -hmm. that this has a lot to do with the Marvel uh, MCU sharing agreement with Spider-Man. I'm sure that there's something there that dictates this. But there is going to come a point where... Marvel is going to look over and see right now, thanks to Steel Rain, we got the updated stats on Spider-Man 2018. And as of as of May, I believe he said, 33 million sold. That's spectacular. No pun intended. Like literally that is spectacular. But when you compare it to how many PlayStation 4s and PlayStation 5s there are in the world, which we want to assume that it's somewhere around 133 to 139, let's just say 140 million consoles between both uh, both both um, brands, the PS4, PS5. There's still 110 potentially 110 million people that didn't buy Spider-Man. Now, is that a problem? I, I'm not. I'm not a businessman. I, I I can't specifically say whether or not those numbers are satisfactory to Sony. They probably are because it's 33 million copies sold. That's bonkers. Awesome, right? But is that satisfactory when you have the face of Marvel Comics? Like, let, let, let's not get this twisted. You might have f- heroes like Thor, very popular. My favorite, Captain America, Iron Man, Doctor Strange. We can just keep going on and on and talk about the heroes of the MCU and comics. But the reality is, is Spider-Man is the most recognizable superhero in the entire globe. Think about that for a second. The entire yeah. world that we currently live on, Spider-Man is more recognizable than Batman, than Superman, than Iron Man. You just keep going down the list. He is the face of Marvel Comics. Yeah. So I have to ask the question to the chat, to the panel, to anyone listening from SIE, listening from Marvel, listening from Microsoft, does it behoove Marvel to say, hey, Sony, listen, Marvel, they're, 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 you, know, you don't have to publish this game. We'll publish it the same way MLB published MLB the show on, uh, on, on Xbox. Sony didn't do that. That wasn't Sony. That was MLB. The, MLB, the Major League Baseball published it. I am, I'm assuming that there is a licensing division at Marvel because they do have their electronic games division that they could in fact uh, publish this on Xbox. Now, I don't think that this is a particular game that would stay remotely on P- uh, Xbox Game Pass for PC because there are too many, it, it's, it's, it's too ripe and, and, and there's so much potential for money. I, I, I'm going to throw a number out there, folks. I'm, I don't think I'm making this up and this is not port begging. And now I'm going to see it in the chat. Oh, did you put your port begging? Dude, I platinumed it on PlayStation 4. I'm two trophies away from Platinum Miles Morales. And I started playing again on the PS5. I, I, I'm in the bag. I, have, I bought it twice. So I don't have to port beg anything. So but here's, a, here's, here's, a, here's a thought and a theory. If it released on Xbox, I'd buy it. I'd buy it again. It'd be the third time I bought it. And I'm okay with that because that's how much I love that game. That's how much I respect and truly appreciate what Insomniac Games did. I can guarantee 
that if that game launched onto Xbox Game Pass, even launching onto the service, that's going to sell 10 million copies on Xbox. Mm-hmm. 10 million times 60 bucks or 70 bucks, whatever they're going to wind up charging for the game. A game that's old, which is going to be five years old next year, mm-hmm. would sell 10 million copies. Folks, just do the math. I'm, I'm no mathematician, so I'll let you do it for me. But that's a shit ton of money that's Second being left money. on the potential table for an old game of one of the faces of Marvel. Uh, Steel Rain, you, you have a different opinion on this. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, look yeah, at yeah, please, by all means, what are your thoughts on this? Is this a remote possibility or a pipe dream? Um, I do think it is a possibility. And like what I mentioned behind the scenes, too, or I'll, I'll mention here where I don't necessarily think that Spider-Man is going to. It's, I don't think it's going to, the same thing that happened with Death Stranding, where 505 Games is kind of like leading that charge. Um, since Spider-Man is directly under Insomniac, and Insomniac is directly under Sony, um, and it is their studio, I don't see it happening like it is with Death Stranding. Um, unless Sony decides to to put it in their own, um, into their own service, into their own... Uh, Apple, whatever the case may be, that would probably be the only other thing. But as far as that coming to Game Pass, I see Spider Man for Sony, like I kind of see Halo for Xbox, unfortunately, mm. at this point. Um, mainly because it's one of the main things that Sony has to stand on now. Uh, the other day, we were, I was in a tr- it was on a party chat with Fun Speculation Pong and everybody, and uh, we had brought up an interesting conversation where. We asked, hey, somebody brought up the the question. Oh, I think it was my brother, actually. He brought up the question. was like, hey, um, what is, who is Sony's mascot? Like, where you really think about it. And, you know, we were trying to go down the list. The only one that we could really solidify was Kratos. Who else does Sony have? Spider-Man? Now? Yeah. Other than that, who else? You going to say Ratchet? They don't own Ratchet. So, I mean, that's not like there's directly, Ratchet's been around, right? So it's like, sure, you could put Ratchet up there, but Ratchet still isn't as recognizable as Master Chief is. And that was kind of like the thing that we were comparing to. It's like, when you really look at it, Xbox has ended up coming to a point where they have more recognizable characters than Sony does. So it's like, in Sony's best interest, the best thing they could do for competition's sake is to make sure that they continue to do deals that makes their ecosystem enticing. And if they end up letting Spider-Man go into, even if it's just PC Game Pass, like Death Stranding is, yeah, it may not be a big deal. Oh, Death Stranding's been on PC already. Oh, it's whatever. But there is something to say about, I'm, I'm right there on the mountaintop, standing most of the time by myself and saying that exclusives don't matter the way that a lot of people say they do or feel like they do. They don't. I've, I've, I don't know when we as gamers have started looking at games where it's like, oh, I'm only playing this game because it's an exclusive game. No, you're playing that game because you had interest and you like to play that game and that box cover enticed you or you saw the gameplay and that's why you want to play it. Not because it was made by Insomniac, not because it was made by Bethesda. Not that's not that's not why you were playing those games. You had genuine interest in them. So it's like, in Sony's case, they are having some identity issues, also, which is not ideal, um, especially when you see deals like Death Stranding making through. Because it's like, hey, 
Well, at this point, Sony, I mean, it doesn't look like you have complete control. You got Bungie, too, and we thought you were going to do something special with them, but Bungie's still going to be for everybody, so what is the plan now? And I think putting Spider-Man on a subscription service and letting it go to an Xbox ecosystem, because that's what you would be submitting to, would be kind of like saying, okay, well, then what's the point? That really would have to, you would really have to ask yourself at that point, okay, well, what's the point of owning a PlayStation then? You can literally just get a PC if that's the case. Although, I don't like that conversation either because there's always a reason to have whichever ecosystem you're invested in. Um, not everybody's the same gamer. Not everybody plays games the same. Not everybody wants to do what uh, Daniel McGee had to do and troubleshoot their PC sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, it happens. <laughs> exactly it's, it's, frust- <laughs> it's frustrating. Like, nobody deals with that. So there's always a reason for those things to exist. Um, but I do think, again, just to answer your question directly, boom, if they let it to go to PC Game Pass, I don't expect for it to happen, but they might as well just throw in the white towel, well, throw up the white flag if they allow that to happen. And I mean, that's a, that's a very interesting and uh, and strong point. Um, Spider-Man is a monster exclusive. Uh, there's no doubt about it. It, it, it. It's seeing incredible success uh, on PC, which it just launched onto Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it, and it's their second biggest, uh, PC launch behind God of War. So there's mm-hmm. money to be made on, uh, on PC. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think that, um, if they get to a point where they are doing dual releases, which I think is what, where they want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, that's exactly. why they bought Nixus and that's why they're staffing up over there because I think there is going to come a point where it literally behooves them to uh, release day and dates, both on consoles, because we know that they're supporting the PlayStation 4 for a couple more years, and I think that's incredibly smart when you have 115 million uh, PlayStation 4s in the wild. Yeah. You know, it's it's super... super I mean, you don't got to be a business genius to figure that out. Hey, we're, we're, we can't abandon our customers. Right. Now, that's not what Jim Ryan said originally, but, you know, there's a lot of things Jim Ryan have said and has backtracked on, and uh, like I said, it just makes business sense for for them to do this before i get to the rest of the panel i'm gonna bring kirk in on this conversation i gotta thank a couple of people we have a couple of super chats that popped in here and one i missed on yesterday's uh 500 plus people in the chat for an impromptu uh discussion on uh what happened with saudi arabia being the first mm-hmm. uh of the regulatory bodies to approve this deal uh laburn 98 uh who's been in uh been in a uh, good friend of the uh, show for many, many years. He dropped a $5 super chat in LeBurn. I apologize. I just noticed I missed it. He says, once big IP like Call of Duty, FIFA, Madden, etc., make the jump to next gen only, uh, Series S is going to fly off shelves. Yeah, and and, and that's a fact. Uh, and when, once that does happen, it is going to be... Uh, I, I feel that you're going to see something very interesting happen uh, this fall where Microsoft could potentially and again this is just an assumption again folks i i have a strong suspicion that uh we could be on the cusp of a perfect storm and what what do i mean by that well if this deal gets done before black friday and microsoft can figure out a way to dump 2019 call of duty and back because i i think there might be something with sony's last year or the year after you know the the year before, I don't know. I don't know how long their marketing deals. I don't. I, I don't suspect that last year's Call of Duty would be possibly dropped into Game Pass once the deal is done. But again, I, I don't know. I don't know the contracts, so I'm going to assume 
that from Modern Warfare 1 remake back. They drop they drop that into Xbox Game Pass. And they turn around and they drop the Series S to 199.99 here in the States. And at that same time, launch the family plan for Game Pass for you and four other people for as low as five dollars a month. If that perfect storm hits, and again, this is just a giant if. <laughs> Market leadership changes in 2022. Fact. Absolute fact. And after that, Sony is going to have a lot. There's going to be there's going to be a lot of mover, moving moving parts at Sony. I don't know if they could potentially handle this perfect storm. And I'm not saying they don't have quality stuff, folks. That's not the conversation here. Their quality games take five and six years to come out. That's a fact. Again, no, no one's no. This isn't console warring. Their games are amazing. They are why I have a PlayStation Five because I like that single player, story driven, third person, over the shoulder type of game. I love those, and Sony delivers those. Hopefully, we'll see some more of those games come the way of Xbox. But that's why I have a PlayStation Five. The reality is, is that they can't pump those out quick enough, and hey, so that's a problem. I was going to say one thing, Boom. Sure, um, come on in. Rain, you mentioned uh, as far as the like the characters that would be like yeah. Sony, Sony's mascots. I, yeah. I thought about that before too, bro. And I was thinking like, hmm, because it's a question out there. I don't know if you all saw it. They said, is there any Sony character that is comparable, basically, to the Master Chief? And, and I think that's what I think that's what my brother brought it up. That's yeah, that's and yeah, it was talking. People mentioned Mario, mm-hmm. Sonic. Those right. are obvious. But then some people tried to name Crash and all that. Well, Crash is in the Sony IP. Right, Spyro isn't a you know a Sony IP. Well, those going to be Microsoft IP. They are. <laughs> I mean, yeah, now <laughs> they are, and neither one of them are as you know well known as and iconic as Master Chief, Mario, or Sonic. By the way, mm-hmm. but I was going to say Ratchet and Clank actually is owned by Sony. I, I looked it up to be sure they own the IP for that, so you could use them for that, but they don't. I wouldn't use them as the IP uh, the uh, <clears throat> the mascot. Rather, I would say Kratos, like you pointed out. Yeah, so I actually have uh, information on this. So on, on my most recent video, one of the things I brought up was the 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 highest like grossing media franchises of all time. Uh, the list I found went up to 170, right? Because one of the things that I was talking about the the Brazilian like court issues that were going on, and one of the things that they had brought up was that Call of Duty was like one of the biggest ones, right? <clears throat> Or I think they specifically said it was in top 10 or something from some study that they had done in 2019. I couldn't find that study. But anyway, I ran through it. In the top 70, there were zero, or sorry, 170. There were zero PlayStation-owned IPs, right? There was Spider-Man at number 11, I believe. Wow. Um, which they clearly have a really close association with and they don't want to let go of for very clear reasons. But if you go through the rest of that list, there's no Kratos. There's no Last of Us. There's no Uncharted. There's nothing, right? I mean, in the top 10, Nintendo's got two. They've got Mario and Pokemon. Pokemon's number one. Uh, Microsoft is in there a couple of times. Minecraft is in there. Call of Duty's in there at, like, I want to say it was 17. Uh, Halo's, like, 78, so not super high, but um, it makes the list, right? So PlayStation is the only people who don't make that list. Um, and I've seen some people in the chat trying to, you know, come up with what they think are the mascots and some of them are, you know, making a lot of sense, right? Like, you know, I saw people say, say ratchet, but again, 
this. That's not on the list. If I showed a picture of Ratchet to my mom, she would think it was Pikachu. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, one hundred percent. Like that's not a Go joke. Go, mom. Like, I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Right. Like honestly, Sly Cooper is more recognizable than Ratchet is, and like probably right. At, at least from what I, I would say. Yeah, and you know, there's other people who are bringing up like. Ellie and Joel, and it's like, yes, they're very iconic to us, but yeah. well, maybe once the TV show comes out, that'll be boosted up. I was just bit. gonna say that, yeah, there was a trailer um, that just put yeah. out there with the, with the, the first look at it. So yeah. yeah, once once that gets into mainstream, yeah, that's why the game is coming out. Obviously, that's why people are calling it a crash get crash grab because the show launches next year. Which it's a shame that it's not launching at the same time because then you would really get a turnover from people watching the show on HBO. But then going out and buying a PlayStation, they would they'd be like, "Oh, I got to play this game," and there you go. But oh, absolutely. But the other thing is that with those two characters in particular, they've sort of written themselves into a corner because, like, when Last right. of Us Three comes out, I, I got bad news, guys. Neither without spoilers, neither of them are going to be the main character. <laughs> Where's the story going? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I honestly, well, I'm not going to get into my unbelievable distaste for two loved one. I loved um, Abby. Uh, I, I fell in love with that character. I thought she was she was incredible. Uh, and I was I walked away like he did. Like I, I don't get like th- I don't throw controllers because those things are 60 bucks. I'm not breaking shit, but um, uh, I, I, I walked you. away so disappointed with the way they treated her character and I hated where they took Ellie. Now I get it's a storytelling thing and I look look. look, look I'm getting off the chart. I'm getting off, off the path here. Let me just bring this four-wheeler back onto the path. Let me just thank the other people here. First of all, everyone, incredible takes. And I this is what I love about this, this panel of people. You throw your stuff in there. We have conversations. And then we continue. I, I love this kind of uh, you know podcasting. It, it, it's what I live for. Sith Lord dropped the first Super Chat of the day of $2. and says, I love the Grumpy Gamers podcast. GG. Thanks, Boom. Well, who doesn't love them? They're a bunch of really good mates and... They really put out good content, so it's great to work with uh, Kirk we, today. We definitely uh, do. Shooter, What's that <laughs> we definitely do. We definitely oh yeah, do. yeah, yeah. No, 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 no doubt about that. Shooter twenty eight fifty three, good friend of the program, drops an outstanding ten dollars super chat and says, "Mr. and Mrs. Boom, on behalf of all of your subscribers and friends from Australia, I would like to congratulate you on the achievement of 11, 11k subscribers. Very well deserved. Thank you, brother. Yeah, that happened on Breakfast with Boom. I love doing those live on the air moments." where you cross a milestone. And I think when we started the day, we were like 23 shy. And we wound up getting like 50 new subs that day. It was bonkers. It, was just, it, it doesn't happen very often, but when it does, it's, it's quite memorable. Thank nice. you for that. Hey, Blinken drops an outstanding $20 bomb. He says, Death Stranding PC is published by 505 Games. That's why it could be on Game Pass. Spider-Man PC, however, is published by Sony. Yeah, I mean, that was a hell of a loophole. It, yeah, it is, like I said, MLB, if, you know if, I mean? if if Marvel yeah. wanted to push the envelope, and I don't think that they do, and I don't think Spider Man is coming. But like I said, it was I wanted to bring it up as a conversational piece because yeah. I think that a lot of people are having this conversation, and I think that even though it's a minute and it's a small sliver of a chance, there is something to be said about my about Sony holding on to an IP for themselves like that, mm-hmm. right? This, you, can't, you can't deny that it's Monster. 33 million copies of just Spider-Man 2018. When I'm talking about Miles Morales, which has crossed well over 20, and both magnificent games. It's almost $2 billion, dollars, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, like, yeah they, not, well, there you go. So it's, it's, sure. it's, it's, it's hard to imagine that Sony would want to share that. 
though at the same time, no console war BS here, simply just a conversation with a bunch of gamers. Is it is financially sane for them to deny another place to put an old game? See, that's the question. And let's Kirk, let's let's bring you in on, on that exact question. Mm. Um again, he I mean, is iconic. He is currently locked behind a PlayStation. You have to have a PlayStation 4, 5, or a PC that's capable of running it now. Obviously, it just released on PC, and it's doing quite well. Remember, number two behind God of War of their PC launches, that's something to be said. Though the question is, does it make sense for them to hold Spider-Man and bring in people the old way? Or do they say, you know what, this game is going to be five years old. Maybe we try and get we try to make new money on old content. So I'm not gonna I'm gonna try and uh, keep this short because I don't want to say anything stupid because I probably will. But um, it doesn't make sense for them to hold it on the basis that at the end of the day there's money lying on the table. Mm-hmm. That being said, they they've put it they they've funded it they've put in the work they've they've produced it as it is. That also being said, times are changing. We are going through a quite significant shift in how we game these days and how we consume content and how quickly we consume content as well. I mean, uh, Spider-Man 2018 is come, well, it's four years old now, isn't it? And it's only just coming to, it's only just coming to um, PC. Yeah. The only thing is, it's, it's, it's on PC. That's not Xbox. And it's the whole, it, to me, I look at it as the brand. Uh, for it because pc you can kind of get away with certain things like that and i just i don't see sony ever putting it there uh but then it's not their ip that they own that's the other side of this it's marvel and if marvel want to go forward with something i mean they um they went uh, to microsoft didn't they originally before it yeah went to you know sony. it's funny it's funny you say that i and, just want to give uh, the proper uh, shout out to kryptonite say uh, souls uh, he said, didn't Xbox turn down the opportunity to have Spider-Man because they didn't have the developers to make it? Plus, Phil wants to own IP rights uh, uh, after too many second-party issues. And that's 100% exactly what you're saying. Uh, they, When they were offered the rights to Spider-Man, yeah. they had five studios, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. They couldn't have made a good Spider-Man. I'm just, I'm sorry. I, no, I, I, I agree. Don't think they could, I don't think they could have done half no. of what Insomniac did. I'm, I'm yeah. not being a jerk. I'm just saying that's... That's honest. honest. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. Uh, obviously, there's the the only other the, the kind of flip side to all this, though, is, you know, we have now got Death Stranding on PC Game Pass and, and MLB. So there are, as we said, those loopholes that we can kind of go through. Um, but it's it would take a lot. It would take a lot of work, in my it opinion. It would, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, listen. Great point. I, I, you know what? I, I, I'll come back to you and Steel because I, I, I just, you know, when you're doing these podcasts, I write the script, and sometimes I don't rem- think of everything right away. I'm going to go to Infinite Umbron here. And I'm going to pose a question. B- besides the, the, the main, the main question is, can Spider-Man 2018 make its way to Xbox Game Pass, whether that be proper or PC? That's a great, great question. But here's another one. And I'll come back around to Steel Rain and Kirk on this because this just popped into my head. Go. What if Spider-Man 2099 is made by uh, uh, Microsoft pitches? Hey, you that know would be different. See, 
right. It would be different. And, they, yeah, yeah. and Marvel does and has put out the signal, the Marvel signal, to say, hey, if you want to make a Marvel game, let's talk. So if, 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 if we don't get proper Spider-Man 2018 and Insomniac, I'm okay with that. Like I said, yeah. I've platinumed it already. I don't need to play it again. I would play through it on an Xbox, but if I don't play through it again, that's fine. Though, who's to ask and who's to say that that someone like uh, someone that's not Peter Parker, someone that's not mm-hmm. Miles Morales? What if what if we you know we pick up uh, well, where they were the Spider-Man clones that saga? Yeah. What if we pick up Spider-Man 2099, where that's an entirely different Spider-Man and ever altogether? I mean, there there is the Spider Verse. Who's to say that couldn't happen? But please uh, take it away, Umbra. No, the only reason, like I, I hear you on that, but I would imagine Sony would be wise enough, at least, to say, "Hey, we want to include all Spider-Man, mm. you know, licensed characters." That's the only <laughs> issue. So they're not going to be like, "Oh yeah, go ahead, get 2099, mm. and you got old Miguel O'Hara over there." Yeah, that's that's the only <laughs> issue. And I'll, I'll go further than that. Uh, as far as the game coming to Xbox or to Game Pass, it would be so detrimental to Sony for that to happen. And I would imagine they will fight tooth and nail for it not to. And the, and the only reason it won't happen because of Marvel. Marvel has the power here, not Sony, right? We all mm-hmm. know that. The yeah. problem is, though, is that Sony has a bit of a chip to play here. And that's the movie like, rights. Yeah, that's movie right. Rights. Yeah. That's, that's mm-hmm. what's holding it back. If, yeah. if it was not yep. for movie rights, this game would be on Xbox more than yep. guaranteed. That's the only <laughs> thing stopping it right there. Yep. So that's the only issue. However, we cannot rule out some type of possibility where, and, and I'll say this too, like you all pointed out, it sold 2 billion copies, or two, mm. it made 2 billion off all the copies. So yeah, almost, yeah. that's part of why it's like, it could be argued that they don't need to bring it to Xbox because it's yeah. making so much money hand over fist. But that's only the only thing that's really stopping it again is the movie rights because if marvel was like hey we're going to get money out of this and we don't have the movie rights well let's bring it to all these platforms to get more money mm-hmm. that's it's all coming down to the money and and the fact that the movie rights and the business of ends of that mm-hmm. that's that's really the only thing that's stopping it but uh, on saying on saying that so I might, I might be speaking out of turn there and uh, apologies but no, when right. when they originally went to xbox in 2015 the the Spider-Man films were not exactly great at that time. No, they were right. terrible. They were yeah. so awful. So well, that wasn't that wasn't a chip that Sony could play. It was only the fact that they owned the IP for the for the movie mm-hmm. rights there, wasn't it? So what's to say that we couldn't go down the route in say five five, ten years' time where Marvel go, Hey, we want a new Spider-Man game and Microsoft have shown that their game studios are bloody great and we want to mm-hmm. give it to we want to give it to them to to do this this version that's a good point also if microsoft keeps up at the pace that they're going with the sales of the series s and x and it's yeah. you know now the market leader in let's say five or ten years can they really be like ah we'll ignore them okay money, money on the table that isn't it is the kicker you're throwing right? time in there and that that turns things completely different because <laughs> contracts mm-hmm. end in time and absolutely everything else. no but i i i think that look here's the thing sony is being sued right now for five billion pounds for un uh, uh uncharacteristic lawsuit of the year yeah yeah it's, it's, <laughs> i i think it's going to get thrown out i think it's hogwash but the one thing that no one talks about that i think it might be a part of this i have to read the whole thing 
uh, to get the, the 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 full grasp of it is that like the one thing you can complain about Sony well, there's a lot of things you can complain about Sony but their their return policy is just hogwash. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the worst in the business. How mm-hmm. they're still able to do business like that wow. is beyond me. I've told the story that my brother pre-ordered Destiny 2, tried to cancel it three months before the game came out. Three months, 90 days. And customer service said, no, we we, we don't do returns. So he called the bank. The bank got involved and they, guess what? They, they, they reversed the charge. Then Sony locked out his account and said, the only way you can open this account is by buying Destiny 2. So they literally wow. terror tactics way him into having to yep. buy Destiny Two to it's unlock his account, which is wow. which is bonkers, yep. and that's a that's that's a it's sad reality. Um, Microsoft is it's like night and day. Microsoft oh, dude, has a thousand percent, dude. Like yeah. I, I bought a I bought a couple of games, and I was like, yeah, this this game is not loading right. It's twitching. Yep. They're like, yeah, here you go, here you go, refund, no problem. <laughs> I've I've had some of the best customer service interactions with Microsoft as, as a whole over the years. Like, yeah, they're, they're yeah. leaps and bounds the the standard as opposed to the chaotic no and old way of of Sony. I, and uh, I, but, I mean that even going further past just consoles. Like Microsoft is just one of the best, and I've I've dealt with. As far can, as customer can I just can I just say I had a plane charge kit that went bust uh, within the year of me having it, so obviously it was under warranty. So I contacted them, and they sent me three more. Just yeah, wow, yeah. I've gotten I've oh, gotten wow. money yeah, from Microsoft. Crazy. Like yeah. I had, you know, we, we, we were talking about the Red Ring of Death boom. You really? said you hit it, I think, eight times. Was it? Oh, uh, dude, I, I, it's so many. It's just I, I had crazy. seven. I had seven. I think oh, I had I had eight or nine. Damn. It was just yeah. I had, I had zero. zero. Y'all went through it. I went. I had one. Oh, I went. I went through yeah. it. I even did the towel yeah. trick. I did all of that. I, I soldered oh, some stuff together. Stuff. I did all the whole thing right. But you know what happened because of that? I got free games. I got free control. Yes. Yes. Uh, literally, yeah, a guy came out to my house from Microsoft, representative, and gave me two hundred dollars after he interviewed me. He did Whoa. a little test on my Xbox and played the game, spinning it like really fast to see how it would react and if it would cause a red ring situation. I got two hundred dollars for that, and it was like an hour of my time talking while he talks with me. Like I've gotten so much from them. I'm talking about, and yeah. I'll call them complaining like some old some old lady. Yes, um, <laughs> this isn't working right. I love it. That's great. And I get my way every time with them. But I, I was going to say this just to wrap it up, so we can move to to my boy Danny here. Before his computer decides to, you know, <laughs> any second, any second, I was going to say, you know, back in 2017 when uh, when it was asked, I, I don't know if you all remember this. I'm pretty sure some of you do. They tweeted out and asked Insomniac, uh, Insomniac's account, "Hey, when is Spider-Man? Is it coming to Xbox? You all remember that? Yes. Mm-hmm. And the I account, do. Yeah, the account was like never." Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, in capitals. Yeah, by right. the way. Yeah. Never. And mm-hmm. would it would it ever come to PC? And and it only be on the PlayStation only. It said. Yeah. Well, it's, it's you know I guess I guess you know the old saying that tweet is, didn't age well. Let's it didn't say that. And it, you I, look I, at that I, time. I it's never. <laughs> right. I have to use that quote. There are those who said this day would never come. What I have to say <laughs> now. Yeah. So I I say that just to say, we don't know what the future holds. Right. Yeah. We can speculate. Fun speculation, but oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. Very but good. at the end of the day, we cannot say for any certainty what can happen. And it's like Kirk said, it's like Steele said, it's like Danny said, even yourself, boy, things can change over time. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't write off anything happening in the future. It depends on it depends on the business and it depends on what Marvel ultimately decides to do because they have the power. 
Yeah. No, I, I listen, you you definitely can't argue that. Uh listen, let's 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 bring in uh Daniel. Uh but before I do, I, super chats have come in and it's been wow, there's been a lot of them and a lot of them are just unbelievable. Uh Jimbo Jangles <laughs> drops an outstanding $20 super chat. He says, "Hey Boom and Crew, so pumped for today's show and Gamescom. What a treat to see the genius behind Frame a Game uh on the hey. show. Not only is he super <laughs> talented, uh he is a cool dude." That always likes my Instagram stories. Uh, that's awesome. I, I love to hear stuff like that. FYI, I did not pay him to say that. Okay, I know because I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we know that you're just, you're just doing the you're doing the gaming lord's work. Let's just say that. Uh, Hazard Man seventy nine drops an outstanding ten dollars super chat and says, "Go Xbox." I got to get back to work, but we'll be listening. Well, thank you for the generosity, and of course, hopefully, this show helps pass the time. While you are working, uh, Game Pass Weekly, and these folks, if you're not following them on on Twitter, you, you definitely should because they are definitely uh, up to date with everything uh, that's going on on Xbox Game Pass. And like I said, life is busy, folks. So if you don't have uh, the time to find out what's actually, you know, like follow all the news like mm-hmm. we do, follow Game Pass Weekly on Twitter. They drop a five dollar super chat and says, "Hopefully, Lies of P will be officially announced for Game Pass during Gamescom today, which I believe it is." Anyone excited for the Souls like uh, poke, uh, p- Pachinko title? Is that is that what it is? I think it's supposed to say Pinocchio. Oh, yeah. Pinocchio. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I'm I'm gonna say this. That game looks dope. I mean, like yeah. it looks really good. And after you know, just after Elden Ring, I- I'm all invested in Souls. As long as it's, you know, it, it, it's, I don't mind the difficulty because I still haven't beat Elden Ring. That last boss is a mother. <laughs> if I had a beat like you guys, I would beep it because, man. That Elden Beast. I can't oh, stand just, the Elden Beast. He is just, he's a cheesing mother effer is what he is. I could beat the first guy without even taking a hit. That, 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 dude. It's an, it's an evil not, dog. I've heard him described as an MRI of the Loch Ness monster, and I pretty much can't. exactly what it is. And he is a cheating piece of you know yeah, what. But very uh, hey, Blinken drops wow, an outstanding additional folks fifty dollars super chat. Someone's Mike is getting a lot of feedback. I don't know who that is. Might be me with the trains going by. Oh, okay, maybe that's what it was. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, that, well, that's that's life. Listen, I'm I'm podcasting out of the corner of my apartment. It's life. I thought that was it. one of the Doom monsters coming. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, he, he, he drops a $50 super chat. Jesus, dude. I, I don't know if I'm worth that much, but thank you for the generosity. He's asking if Redfall and Peniment get release dates today. I, I, the Redfall stuff is just, man, I don't know if that gets a release date. Peniment for sure. I, I could see them. If they're going to talk about it, they'll tell us when that's coming out. That's a smaller title by Josh Sawyer. A lot of people, I mean, it's not for me. I'm going to play it. I'm going to give it the old college effort because of his history. And, you know, it's it's one of the few first-party games that we're getting this year. So I got to give it the old college effort. But we will see what the game turns out to be. I don't doubt it's going to it's gonna win awards for its storytelling. I, ju- I just don't. I, I think it's going to win awards there. Um, but, uh, D- Daniel, let, let's get your opinion on this. What, what, what are the likelihood of Spider-Man 2018 finding its way to an Xbox that's, I mean, again, Xbox proper or Xbox Game Pass, but at the same time, uh, did I get Hazard Man? Oh, yeah, I did get Hazard Man. Um, wh- what are the cha- Is it more likely that there's another Marvel Spider-Man game on Xbox that has nothing to do with Insomniac? Well, I would say probably, yeah, it would be more likely that some other Marvel IP, maybe even another Spider-Man IP, would come to uh, would come to Game Pass, 
before Spider-Man. You mm-hmm. know, it's we basically saw that on the television front, right? Where like Kingpin is pretty widely thought of as like a Spider-Man villain, but then he was mm-hmm. in Dare the Daredevil TV show from Netflix and you know, so there's a lot of like gray areas where it's like, okay, but do they own like Black Cat? Could we make a Black Cat game or whatever, right? And you know, we were talking about how Microsoft passed over the Spider-Man IP and I completely agree that at the time that was probably the right decision to make because mm-hmm. Insomniac is very clearly proven themselves to be like the people who should have made that game. I don't yep. think anybody else in the industry could have done a better job with it. I agree. Yeah. However, <laughs> you know, we've talked a lot about how they can or how Microsoft should look more into licensed IP. Uh, and you know me in every place except the movies. I am a DC person, so I tend to go in that direction when I think of games that they yeah. should make. But tell me that it wouldn't be amazing if you could peel off one of those Call of Duty people, right? Take out Raven, take out, I don't know, Sledgehammer, whoever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whichever one makes the best Call of Duties. I don't play Call of Duty, so I don't know which one that would be. Whichever one makes the best ones. Peel them out and then be like, hey, guys, what can you do with uh, Captain America? What can you do with Black Widow? What can you do with uh, the Winter Soldier, right? Like, make that mythos. And put that onto Xbox. And I think that would work really well for them. In terms of the specific Insomniac Spider-Man coming to play, coming to Xbox, I don't want to say it's impossible. Because Xbox and the games industry lately has been doing the impossible consistently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, there's, yeah. there's nothing at this point that would completely, completely blow me out of the water at this point. You know... What I will say is, you know, a lot of people are, are bringing up how, like, oh, there's the, the spider the spider on the thing. And they're like, oh, well, that's just from the game, right? It's like, yes, that spider is on some of the cases in the game. However, Xbox did very clearly choose to use that specific case with the spider on it for... It's funny. I, I, I right. you know what? I had made a big deal over that. And I didn't even think, I didn't even add it to the show notes. If it, and what Daniel's referring to is if you look at the Xbox Game Pass PC marketing, right? Just look at it and what's imposed. What's the biggest shot of the whole mm-hmm. scene is the case. If you look at the case, mm-hmm. right? Behind the words, there is the Spider-Man logo done in circuitry. Go, mm-hmm. go, go! Look it up right now. Blow it up and look at that. That is the Spider-Man 2018 logo in circuitry. Now, it was that on the original uh, Death Stranding um, uh, marketing. I honestly, I couldn't tell you because I wasn't paying that much attention, right? Um, but look at it. Is that a dig? Is it a? Is 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 Detective Daniel Daniel onto something here because I think he might be. But Daniel, please continue. Well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, you know, because uh, I've okay. People are telling me that that spider is already in the game, right? Like he's on mm-hmm. that that logo is on certain cases. I've played that game. I finished that game. I couldn't tell you if that's true. My eyes were glazed over most of the time because it was really really boring. I didn't like that game. Um, <laughs> however, <laughs> however, what I can tell you with great certainty is that that spider was not on every case. And they very clearly chose to use the case that did have the spider on it for the marketing. Does that mean that Spider-Man is coming to Xbox? Probably not. It's probably just a troll. But it's really funny. It's a really it funny is. troll. Well, it's it's a, people it, talking. It, 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 it's, it, we're, that's right. We're, we're talking about it. That's, exa- that's exactly correct. It's yes. working out. Maybe they're trying to lean on Marvel to get Spider-Man over there because 
PlayStation doesn't own the IP. They could get it in the same way that MLB did it. It'd be a little trickier, obviously, because of the movie rights, but it could happen. I, I don't want to rule anything else at this point. And I, what I'll tell you is this, is if it ever does come to Xbox, I will be buying a physical copy and sending it off to Kirk to get that frame. <laughs> <laughs> I can help I'll you with that. Oh, yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> I love it. Uh, listen, this is a great way to open up the show, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, we, 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 this topic took an hour that sometimes that happens that that's, that's, that that's the nature of the beast. Uh, Brian East in the chat, he says something pretty interesting here and I want to address it. Uh, he says Spider-Man based, uh, Microsoft based their judgment on Activision and how they pretty much saturated the market with mediocre Spider-Man titles. Now, hold on just a second there, fella. Um, I don't know if you actually played any of these, you know, quote unquote, mediocre titles, but the two games from Beanox, uh, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions yeah, uh, and Spider-Man Edge of Time. I, I honestly don't know what you're talking about, because if you want to say that they, uh, the amazing Spider-Man sucked, I, I give you the thumbs up. You want to say Spider-Man 3 on the PlayStation 3 sucked? I hear you. You want to say Spider-Man Friend of Foe? Not that great. I hear you. But you cannot turn around and deny that Beanox, which, will, by the way, is going to be a first-party studio for Microsoft momentarily, did not put out two outstanding back-to-back titles. That, that is, that's, that's hogwash. I'm sorry. I, I have to disagree with you. But opinions, right? Everyone's allowed to have theirs. And if you thought those games sucked, well, I'm not going to argue with you. But, you know, you got to be a little bit more forthcoming because you can't say that all of those games were Microsoft's fault. Those games are all third-party. Uh, and they were on everything, uh, including like GameCubes back then and Nintendo yep. systems and everything. So it, it, Microsoft had nothing to do with it. Obviously, that quote tells me that you're more of a Sony dude. And that's cool. Well, welcome to the program, brother. Hang out. Enjoy yourself. Walk around the tower. It's it's perfectly fine. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, that, that's if you're going to make a comment like that, you, you, you got to be a little bit more forthcoming because that's that's not that that's being as as as. Um, Steele likes to say, what is that? Something about th- being dis- uh, disingenuous? Intellectually uh, dishonest. Thank you, sir. <laughs> See, this is why we have you on the show, brother. This is, you know, this is, this is, this is, this is the, 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 the conversation that we love to have. But listen, let's move on to one of the, uh, the, uh, the other topics. Uh, and uh, I want to talk about Embrace a Group. Uh, and, I, and I have Steel Rain on here specifically because him and Pong, I mean, folks, I don't know how much more I can sell their podcast to you. Living Split Screen is a show that I honestly, uh, not because he's here, not because I'm very good friends with Pong behind the scenes, honestly, as a gamer, look forward to their show. It's a two-man show. They They give you... The raw and cut opinion. They're not afraid to step on, you know, step on toes, uh, and 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 they don't do things for clicks. They don't do things for trying to let's get to a thousand, and if we and let's be dishonest about doing so. They're on the hunt for one k, and, and and if you trust my opinion, and, and there are eleven thousand people that do, you should definitely get over there and sub their channel because they put on such an incredible show this Saturday that I'm still listening to it. Like when I miss something, when I'm cleaning, cause that's when I usually do it. Like I, I tune in, I give them the, the like, the view, I let it play for a bit, but I listen to the show when I'm cleaning, which is what I did today. And if I miss something, I'll rewind it. So I'll listen to the show potentially twice. Uh, it's worth, it, it, it's worthy of, of, of that. And I think you should definitely get over and subscribe to living split screen, but 
they talked specifically about Embracer Group. And uh, Pong Soul is a big fan of Lars, who is the mm-hmm. head of, of, of Embracer Group. And he yeah. is very much like us. He's a nerd, right? He's a comic guy, plays board games, loves video games, more specifically loves classic games. He is the Phil Spencer, basically, of yeah. Embracer Group. That's what, that's what he is known for. Uh, this is the guy that started out selling used games out of a warehouse, and now he has 120 studios <laughs> under his command, and Ridiculous. his company is worth nine plus billion dollars. I mean, just it's it's a rake to riches story that you you can only sit back and smile, right? Well, why I'm bringing up Embracer Group isn't to say, well, look, so, you know, the 120 studios versus you know Microsoft's potentially 34. <laughs> that's that's not the conversation I want to have. The conversation that I want to have is one that I think that. Phil Spencer, who I know have people from Xbox listen to this show, and I'm incredibly grateful for it. Like, I feel like I'm owed nothing. But this is a conversation you need to have with Papa Phil or people that make the, the wheels turn over at, uh, at Redmond. Because um, what we have seen Sony do last gen and this gen is hold content away from the Xbox community specifically with Square Enix, right? Now, Square Enix has released some games on Xbox, but Final Fantasy VII Remake still not there. Um, Final Fantasy Remake Part Two is not coming. That's probably a two-year or never even coming. Uh, Final Fantasy XVI, two years or never coming. Um, what's the one with the, um, the one that's coming out next year that was delayed? Uh, Forspoken. Forspoken. Again, a, a game I'm not sure if I, I like, I'm into, because the, the trailers really haven't done it for me, but I would definitely keep a keen eye on it. That's probably potentially never coming, or if it is, it's two years. So here's my point, and, and the whole question, or the whole crux of why I, I wrote this original topic is Embracer Group. Now, they just released Saints Row, which is not getting re- really good reviews. Uh, I heard Dealer speaking about it with Colt Eastwood. Uh, and Colt was saying that Dealer really liked it. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's not going to be a game of the year for everyone, but he's he's having a good time with it. I think he's reviewing it. And that's probably how we're, most of us are going to feel, because if it's like the other ones, specifically like three and four, I'm definitely going to dig it. I loved all the same throws. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I was a day one buyer until I saw the reviews, and I'm like, ah, eh, maybe I wait two weeks for a sale, so, you know? Um, so not, not 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 a great start for Embracer. I mean, uh, the the reviews sent them down seven percent in their stocks yesterday because of the of, of the embargo lifting. So that that mm-hmm. that wasn't a good day for Embracer. But here is something that comes to mind. Embracer, from what we understand, has a very good relationship with Microsoft and mm-hmm. specifically Xbox. A lot of their games come onto Xbox Game Pass. A lot of their games that didn't launch day and date eventually come. Xbox Game Pass. Uh, I'm in a world where I think that because Microsoft was unable to make any moves mm-hmm. to acquire Tomb Raider, which was a, I mean, just that that's that's like on the corner. Hey, listen, just buy my wares. I, I'm I'm going out of business. I don't care. Three hundred million for fifty plus IPs and. Um, Crystal Dynamics and Eidos Montreal, bonkers, mm-hmm. bonkers, because both of those t- studios are ridiculously talented. 
Mm -hmm. Um, I think there is a world where Phil Spencer picks up this phone and gives Lars a call and says, listen, what can we do to lock up the Tomb Raider IP behind the Xbox banner, even if they got to put money in in the investment like they did Mm -hmm. with Square Enix? Uh, when Crystal Dynamics made um, the the second one, Rise of the Tomb Raider, which is my favorite of them all, uh, okay. uh, I mean, I, I think there's there, there's something to be had seeing how Sony has used Square Enix and several other developers to lock certain games. And I know Phil wants everyone to play everywhere. I I, I, I get it, but at some point, at some point, you're going to have to throw a punch here, uh, and I think that this is a great opportunity to match the Nathan Drake character, which we're expected to come back. Remember, Uncharted is a freaking amazing, right? Phil Spencer said they wish they, the reason why they made the original deal to get Tomb Raider locked up for the year was because they don't have their own Nathan Drake. And I, th- mm-hmm. I thought for sure that they were going to, they were going to definitely get, get out there and pick it up. And obviously because ABK, they couldn't. Um, Steele, I'm going to go to you first. All right. Um, I think that Laura Croft is a character Mm -hmm. that holds so much weight in this world for a multitude Mm -hmm. of reasons. She's an empowering woman character, right? And who doesn't want their daughters playing a game where the main character is a strong, sensible woman character that has charisma and characteristics that are just off the charts. Mm -hmm. That's what Laura Croft is. 100%. And I mean, I think that she is still a, mo- a monster IP. She's as classic as Sonic. She's as classic as Mario and Master mm-hmm. Chief and Kratos. What are your thoughts on potentially seeing Microsoft say, hey, listen, you know what? We have a good relationship with Crystal Dynamics. They're currently working on our Perfect Dark, another mm-hmm. female lead character. How about when you get to making the next uh, Tomb Raider, we lock that up, even if it's a timed exclusive? I mean, again, I mean, you got to play the business. Embracers in in such a good point to where I literally, what I literally think they're doing is becoming a kind of like a like a library, right? Where you have to get a library card uh, to come shop with them, and you better make sure that you return those books when you're done. Um, (laughs) I, I think it's one of the smarter things too, because. Anybody, and it doesn't matter, it doesn't have to just be Microsoft. And I do think that Microsoft, if they were able to do that and get Tomb Raider on <laughs> locked up the Xbox, which is something else that I, I think is gonna would be super funny, but also touches back to what I would like to see as far as the industry goes, is that back and forth the competition, right? Yeah, I mean, PlayStation might have Nathan Drake. I think PlayStation dropped the ball not locking up Tomb Raider. Because when I think of Tomb Raider, I think of me as a child on my PlayStation One with the with the triangle. You know, we got the triangle chest going on, and to you know, Laura Croft was it. That, that's all I needed: shooting the dinos and flipping and the guns. And Laura Croft is so recognizable to me when I think of Sony. I think it's more, I think it's more of a missed opportunity that they chose to make Nathan instead of locking down Laura. So, it, I think it'll be another. Arrow in the back to Sony that Microsoft could shoot to say, "Hey, look what else we got." Because now, now we got Crash, we got Spyro, and 
we can get Tomb Raider locked up. And that would just get people talking again. I've also been on this front where Microsoft is seemingly made a little bit of a turnaround as far as their marketing and everything goes, which all ties into it also because if you can market these games, that's what's going to pull those, the, the rest of the detractors in, right? The people who don't believe in it, uh, don't see anything for them. When you market it something a certain way, like we just saw, uh, I just saw gameplay for a, a game called The First Descendant today or whatever the case. Um, that game looks good, dude. Made, made by Nexon. Bro, it's my yeah. most anticipated game now. Yeah, That's that looks the, good. That is the game that I'm, I'm excited for. And it shows you what good marketing could do. And unfortunately, they're not doing good marketing at Nexon because... They, they're. I just checked their Twitter and they got like less than seven hundred followers. But neither here or there. Um, Embracer's doing so many things that are going to be enticed into the industry to just show me more so, and that's why we brought it up on Living Split Screen. That I know some, some people like to have the monopoly talk because Microsoft is known for that. Um, but again, like you said, boom, when you compare one hundred and twenty studios down to thirty uh, studios that Microsoft has, or the twenty that PlayStation has, or less. It's kind of like there's so much development happening throughout the industry that I think there's nothing but positive growth that's happening. Sony could even dig into that bag with Embrace and say, hey, we got some games. There's some we got some release dates that we need to fill. What do you have available? And I think that's the place where Embrace is at right now, especially with Lars at the top, who is somebody like you mentioned also, who is like Phil. He wants what is going to push the industry forward, not the 500 million console and PC gamers that were capped out at he wants to touch the three billion gamers like phil does he wants to be able to get that's why he's buying older ip and we get ips like time splitters that's going to get that is being remade um and can come back because he believes in those those titles should come back and they should be with a development house that can care for them and cater to that ip and bring it back alive so uh, i'm excited for what embraces potential is i mean to see thq nordic make such a big turnaround um and as they become embraced and become such an entity i think it would be smart if xbox uh just to touch back on uh the original point i think it would be smart if xbox got in there and just try to tie down Laura Croft and Tomb Raider just as another icon or somebody else, especially female, um, get that female recognition going or somebody that uh, is more relatable to a mass audience. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And like I said, I think that when you have uh, Embracer Group looking for potentially an investor outside of themselves mm-hmm. and you take someone like Tomb Raider uh, and you and, and I think what's interesting, and I think really what the key point of the conversation is, Microsoft already has a working relationship with Embracer because they're yeah. working on Perfect Dark, mm-hmm. the company that they own. It, there, there's something to be said about potentially, you know, having an open channel. Hey, you know what? What's going on with your with your you know with your Laura? You know, the next Tomb Raider is it a new trilogy? Are you rebooting it? We'd mm-hmm. like to be at the forefront of that. Can we be, you know, maybe they, they, they drop a couple of, uh, you know, millions of dollars into the development to help them move that along and, and they get publishing rights, uh, you know, uh, you know, who, who, again, de- developed by uh, Crystal D, published by Microsoft. I, I don't see why or how that couldn't happen. But, Kirk, let's get you in on the opinion. Um, Tomb Raider, Laura Croft, uh, is uh, a character that I think stands the test of time. Um, I think that, uh, you know, what we saw happen to Xbox 
originally where the Crystal Dynamics developers were not even allowed off the stage by the gaming press. And we saw the yeah. likes of uh, um, um, people from IGN um, that were Xbox dudes condemning uh, Microsoft for such a thing. But then la- later on, they, they praised uh, Sony for locking up um, Final Fantasy VII. <coughs> Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, RC, we'll just call it. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, we've seen many people in the media flip a lot about this. Uh, I don't think that would be the case here. It would be big news, and I think at that point, again, uh, we are we are now looking at gaming at the gaming business at a much different lens than what we're used to, for sure. Seeing the uh, the uh, the already working relationship, Kirk, that Embracer has with Microsoft, specifically just on the fact that uh, they're working on a first party AAA game right now, right. Is the window of opportunity for Microsoft open where they turn around and they say, hey, listen, you know what? Why not get Laura Croft locked up between, uh, you know, behind our console? We don't have a Nathan Drake, but we do. You know, as someone wrote in the chat, or a lot of people wrote in the chat, Indiana Jones. That's great. Indiana Jones Ooh. is awesome. But you know something? There are a lot of people who have no idea who the hell Indiana Jones is nope. because, no. well, he's an old dude at this point. Laura Croft, on the other hand, she is she's a character that many people know. Do if you're if you're sitting at uh, you know in the boardroom or you're sitting to make the decision, do you lock up Laura Croft as an exclusive? You know, with uh, investing in Embracer Group's recent purchase, I I think so. To be honest with you, uh, speaking of locking up, still, did you ever uh, put the butler in the cupboard as well? I put the butler in the cupboard. I yeah, did not take do that. that. As no. Okay, all right, maybe just me then. Um, so <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're not it. the only one, Kurt. <laughs> okay. You went okay. back to '96 on it. Yo, you yes, took it I back, did. back. I'm not <laughs> gonna remember that. <laughs> he took it back to Triangle Chess, Laura. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I remember, I remember playing that game. I don't remember locking the button. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad somebody got it. I'm glad I'm not alone yeah. on this. <laughs> yeah, I was um, too, too young then. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you yeah to the um to the point of of locking down the exclusive i think it makes sense and you know what i think it's quite funny as well if they do there are what we would consider uh sony's mascots that are um now going to be on the xbox and how that is just a huge turn of events from 20 plus years ago it's obviously uh still you mentioned crash and spyro like they were synonymous with playstation so it's tomb raider so yeah you know flip it flip it to where we are now and Microsoft change hands with a bit of money and say, yeah, yeah, we'll do this. And boom, you said it. You said it. Nathan Drake, we don't have one and we need one. Master Chief doesn't fill that void because that's a completely different thing. We right. don't have any kind of uh, third person action adventure game, which actually has, you know, some depth to it and a, and a longstanding history as well. So why not? Hell, why the hell not? To be honest with you. And they're never the, the whole the Final Fantasy. That's a whole. I mean, I'm not a Final Fantasy guy at all, but I do see. I know people love love the series and the whole uh, console exclusivity thing for that. I think that's a whole different conversation altogether because of the fact um, it's Square Enix with um, their Tokyo studio, isn't it? Um, but I don't know. We just have to. I, th- I, I think um, I think Tomb Raider would be a good one for Microsoft to get. Yeah, and no, I, I I do as well. Like I said, I mean, this is a, this is a, you know what what you can do, and, and one of the things that's important is. And I've said this many times on many shows where Phil's uh, ultimate dream is to get Xbox gamers 
uh, as as high as you know they want they want to uh, attract the three billion gamers that are in the world, which are probably even more than now. And like I said, I I, I know yeah. that there are a lot of people in the media cl- clowned him for that back then, but now who's laughing now? Right? Mm-hmm. Like Microsoft is making strides because there you can game on pretty much anything, right? Including your TVs later on, where there's going to be an app, right? You can game on your phone, your pewter, your tablet, your console, wherever you want a game, you can. And uh, with the Series S uh, being as popular as it's been, been the last three quarters, where they're actually beating Sony to the punch in regards to sales in this country, and they're making strides in others, a notable female lead like Laura Croft could bring in a demographic that maybe they're they're dragging their heels with a little bit. And the female dem- dem- demographic is incredibly just as important as males. Yeah. Remember, if you look at some of the stats, it's like I think the female to male, the last time I checked, was like almost 49%. That's that's almost half the populace, folks. Games are just not, you know, bro-do guys anymore. It's females are enjoying gaming just as much as we are. And I think that is a, an incredible character with a huge amount of, like I said, she has charisma, she has yeah. spunk, she's smart, she's, uh, she has looks, uh, but she's a strong, opinionated female lead. And I, yeah. I absolutely love the idea of that getting locked up for Xbox uh, for a multitude of reasons. Umbra, let's get your opinion on this, brother. Does Phil Spencer make the call? Does he try to get this deal done where, you know, they're, they haven't, they, they announced they're working, you know, they're potentially in early, you know, a pre-production for the next Laura Croft. Why not get, get ahead of that right now, Umbra, and lock up that IP? Yeah, I mean, that would be the thing to do. I, I feel like I, I go back to Boom. I remember we were talking about the ABK deal and we were talking about how, uh, excuse the background, by the way, but we had an issue where, we were talking about how the ABK deal deal seems to be holding up acquisitions that we would like to have, you know, take place. Oh, okay. Right. And because it seems like the ABK deal is so much controversy around it, so much, you know, uh, regulations and such. And I've always felt like, man, while they're doing that, we're losing out on a, another studio Microsoft could have acquired within this time. So it almost seems like a gift and a curse. And one of those things were, you know, studios like, uh, Embracer snatching up, you know, uh, the studios they snatched up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as far as idols and, and and things like that, that's just one of the studios I wish, you know, and like we, because we talked about Crystal Dynamics possibly being one of the studios Microsoft would acquire since they were working on Perfect Dude, Dark. Dude, I thought yeah. I would have, I would have bet the house. Yeah, honestly, I thought so I would have bet the house, bro. Like honestly. Yep, I thought so too. So losing that, it feel it starts to feel like man, this. ABK deal is kind of holding us up. Let's get this wrapped up, you know. So, um, absolutely, I think that it had that not happened, I think Microsoft would have approached them to buy that. And look how much, look how cheap it was, by the way. I mean, what it was three hundred million? If I'm not uh, mistaken, right? You are correct in saying so. And that came along with another studio and fifty plus IP. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm and if you all remember, if you go back, I believe maybe two thousand and maybe eighteen. It might have been a little bit before that. I think it was 18, maybe 17. And the banner they had for Xbox had Batman. It had Laura Croft. It had uh, Marcus. It had Master Chief. All those characters. So in my mind, I I honestly believe Microsoft (laughs) had visions 
to try to acquire uh Tomb Raider. I, I believe they tried to they were going to try to acquire, you know, DC and the, the Batman and such license as well. I think and with the way the, the, with the fire sale that's going on in WB right now, yeah, it's possible. I don't know. Man. It's possible. I'm not going to let go of hope, go of hope until I'm going to be like Jesse Jackson, keep hope alive. I swear. So I'm not letting go of nothing. I want that to happen. I'm going to wish it into existence. I'm, you know, but yeah, that I feel like that's part of their plan. So I can absolutely see them working out some type of deal to try to lock it down or at the very least get it to game pass a day and date, you know, something like that would make sense. Even if it's not a matter of uh, getting it exclusive all the way. So, yeah, I can see that happening. That would make sense. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, like I said, I, I know Phil is uh, very, very, uh, you know, he, he's a gamer like us, right? And he, he's always, he's, one of the things that he has a distaste for is games being uh, held behind a box. He wants, he wants the games to be everywhere. I, I, I get his, his dream, I, I, and I get the vision. But like I said, I, I, seeing how aggressive Sony has been, Mm-hmm. Seeing how they're not afraid to take the criticism, um, and, uh, and you know, and, and and you know, they don't care what you think about them locking up Final Fantasy VII. They, they don't care. Uh, they should care because only two, uh, a couple of million people bought Final Fantasy VII on the PS4. Um, they and this is why Square Enix. I saw someone put it in the chat. This is why they're having financial problems because, well, they're just again, PlayStation gamers are just not enough. More so. You know, Square Enix games, they're, they are, you know, a bit niche when it comes to Final Fantasy. It's not like back in the days. Final Fantasy is still considered a niche game when you're only selling two and a half, three million yeah. copies of Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm just, that's, that, that, that's a real problem there. Um, but, uh, Daniel, let's get your opinion on Laura Croft. Look, uh, Bracer Group is doing a bunch of things. I don't think they're even cl- remotely close to being done. I think we're going to continue to see these um, these smaller double a devs uh i think that they you know speaking with many people in the industry they don't want to be known as that they, they are circling the wagons they want to be known like the uh, the xbox they want to be known uh like uh, you know like nintendo or playstation for these triple a bombs and we're going to get them but for you is it worth microsoft's time to lock up laura croft now before any consoles have been even remotely announced it would be, yeah. I mean, like, that's an IP, obviously, that has a lot of cachet behind it. It would be smart for them to try and do something for it. You know, will Embracer do that? I wouldn't think so. Um, I, I've been doing a lot of research into Embracer, basically, since they bought Gearbox, what, like a year and a half ago? Something like that. Um, and I think that Xbox would be very smart to get close to Embracer, Although not for the reasons that probably most other people think so. Uh, Embracer is not a well-run company. It just simply isn't, right? They they have so many moving parts. They have eleven different operational true. groups. It's true. Well, that's most that's why people... they're known as as uh, Embracer Group Plus. Yeah, because it is it is a lot of moving parts. That is there correct. Are, there are so many things going on. You know, we're talking about 120 studios. A lot of those studios don't really do anything. You know, they they just bought a team of five people who make karaoke machines. Yes, like like they're buying up all kinds of nonsense like they bought them they bought uh geotech who makes like really really low quality like knockoff like controllers and headsets you know 
it's it's just a lot of like C and D tier things that they're buying up with some notable exceptions like Crystal Dynamics, like Gearbox, right? Their plan, if you read into their what they've been doing, why they've been buying things, they're almost like not even interested in owning some of these studios. They're more interested in owning the back catalogs of games that those studios used to make because that's how Lars Wingerforce made his original money is he would buy, you know, back stock of unsold video games and he would yeah. buy them for a penny and then he would take them to whatever the Norwegian or Nordic version of, of Walmart is and sell it for a dollar. And then he makes a 99 cent, you know, profit on every single game he sells. Right. It's, yeah. it's really smart. Right. Those bargain bins are, are what he's looking for. Right. At this point, if you go back and you buy pretty much any double a game from the 360 generation, Lars is getting a kickback. Right. Red faction, saints row, anything from THQ Nordic. Yeah. It's they own this huge catalog of things. Now, what have they been doing with it since they bought it? Not a whole lot, right? Yeah. They released Red Faction and it kind of did nothing. They just put out Saints Row. Apparently, it's not doing well. Like their their business model seems to come down to a handful of things, right? It's being in that bargain bin. It's getting that that penny that penny stock off of every single sale that they can possibly buy up. It's re-releasing these games you know with very minimal upgrades like they did it with kingdoms of amalur they've done it with which i'm playing through right now uh yeah it's i i loved uh, uh koa originally and this is even better like it's the closest thing to a fable game if you have not played kingdoms of amalur and you are a fable fan my god please go play this game and they released new dlc a brand new campaign yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, they're they're being kind of like nostalgia vampires a little bit. Like like the <laughs> THQ Nordic that exists now is not the same THQ Nordic that made those games back in the day. It is a different company that is wearing the THQ Nordic name like a skin suit. They are skinwalkers. It's you know, it's there's it's a ton all, of fries. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 what they're doing, and they're doing it intentionally because people they know that if you see the THQ Nordic logo on the bottom of a game yeah. box you will recognize it and you'll be like oh i know those guys even though it's a completely different company completely different yeah mm-hmm. right and then the other side of it is that now that they own this the, all these studios this ip and you can look at it from from what they <laughs> the lord of the rings ip that, that just bought up right if you go to their press release the thing at the bottom is like hey do you want to license uh lord of the rings just give us some money and you can do whatever yeah. you want with it and they they're doing yeah. that like they're pimping out their studios. They're pimping out their mm-hmm. IPs, right? Like, they om- it's almost like they just want to make the money and not have to do any of the work, which is really smart. The problem is they keep making all of these purchases, and they are so far in debt and not making that money back that at this point, when they buy something, we should just cut out the middleman and say that the Swedish government is buying it. <laughs> Whose pocket the money's coming out of. You know, it's funny because Kea Sante, a good good friend of mine personally, but also in primetime gaming, he's been banging the drum for months. And if he's listening, he's probably smiling right now <laughs> that the next purchase for, for Microsoft would be Embracer. Like that, that, that he's been saying that forever. Uh, and I, I don't know if, Laura, uh, if Lars would sell it because, like I said, this is his business. But uh, if, you, if, if, you, if you're wondering, folks, if, you, if you're not sure what the 
uh, cash value currently of Embracer is with, with 120 studios and all of the IPs. Remember, they own Dark Horse Comics, folks. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's crazy. They're, they're, they're worth $9 billion, uh, which is just, uh, uh, you know, just shy of what they paid for Bethesda. Um, uh, Bethesda. Think about that for a hot second. Uh, that's that's something to be said. Yeah. I remember when I heard that the other day. I forgot who told me, but I was like, "That's it." <laughs> and they have those many studios. Like, yeah, yeah. that's chump change for Michael. They could find that in the couch. Yeah, and they just could buy them the couch all. and boom, out falls uh, uh, nine billion dollars. And the thing <laughs> is, boom. Just to add to that last part, like, if Microsoft was serious about grabbing all those IP, the thing I don't know, like, how much they would want to pick up all those employees. Right. That, that yeah. might be an issue. But like, if they were really serious about getting that and grabbing Laura Croft and Idols Montreal and all of these other places or whatever, right? Like, um, <clears throat> they absolutely could. I think Embracer would be down to sell, depending. You know, they give them. Well, right if they were offer. making money on it, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the thing is, right? We're talking about 120 studios, but when you run through the list of all the studios that they own, there is at maximum like 10 that are worth owning, right? <laughs> like. Xbox doesn't need to spend nine billion dollars to get though to get you know Crystal and Eidos and maybe Gearbox or you know whichever ones are actually worth having. You know they Good don't point. want to own a hundred ten person studios, right? There's there's yeah. no reason for it, right? Yeah. You're you're not going to do anything with most of those, right? So it's like I don't think necessarily that you would want to buy Embracer, but you do want to be close to them. Because their whole business model is, hey, we have all these studios. Do you need support on a game? Because you can hire our studios to do it. Hey, yeah. do you like Lord of the Rings? You can license the Lord of the Rings IP from us and, and have it on your platform. That's what yeah. Microsoft should be doing. Because yeah. Embracer is not a company that you want to own. <laughs> There's a lot going on over there. There's a lot of moving parts. It's 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 messy. It's a messy situation that's, that they've got going on. That's a good point. For them, it does. That's a good point. I want to say, though, since you pointed out, you all pointed out as far as them owning Dark Horse Comics, part of Microsoft's thing is they didn't want to have to license out stuff. So if they bought out Dark Horse along with, like, Laura Croft, these are some of the characters they would get, which they should, because some people often spoke on, why just go after DC or Marvel? You've got so many other characters. They would get Hellboy. They would get um, Predator. Yeah, they, yeah. They aliens. Would, yeah, yeah. They, they get all of the the Hellboy characters, so it's like Ape Sapien things like that. Aliens, like you said, uh, it's many, many more. Terminator, all of those are in it, but I don't know how Terminator might work overall. Seeing how it's, it's James Cameron, but anyway, still, all those things come with that, so that that could be worthwhile if they decided to go that route. Right. There's definitely a lot of things that you would get with an acquisition of Embracer that you would want. It's just that it's like. Not it's like buying a bundle console, right? It's like yeah. I want the console. I don't need this extra controller. I don't need Sackboy. Right, right. Like, I think there's a lot going on here, and I just, I just want these couple pieces. And I don't yeah. think Microsoft <laughs> wants to make that purchase. Now, yeah. I'm not a business person. I don't understand how these things work. To me, it seems like Embracer is in a is in a hole, right? They're in massive debt with the Nordic, the the Swedish government. They, yeah, they're not yep. seemingly making a lot of money back. They've got like. 13,000 employees, like somebody's got to pay them. Is it Embracer? Because apparently they don't have money. So I don't know where that's coming from. So I think it would be really smart for Microsoft or anybody else to just get close to that house of cards so that when it comes down, you can just grab whatever cards are falling that you want. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, listen, there is, there is a world, folks, that Crystal Dynamics comes home at some point to Xbox once the ABK deal is done. Look, um, I, I love the idea 
of AB uh, of them having a relationship right now. I think Daniel's on to something. And that relationship is a stout one because there's been no interruptions uh, in the development of um, Perfect Dark, right? We And we have that confirmed where Perfect Dark is in a really good place. And that, that comes the way of Jez Corden of Windows Central, of course, one half of the Xbox Two podcast with Randall Thor 19. Uh, and he talked about that a couple of weeks ago where they're they're they're, do, they're, they're moving along really good. The, the team is really happy with where the game is. So there's something to be said about there already being a relationship there. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, my, the, the, to, to mend this old man's heart would to be for Microsoft at some point to acquire uh, from Embracer Group both Crystal Dynamics and Eidos Montreal and, and potentially grab some of those IPs on the way out the door. You know, oh, we'll take the... Uh, the uh, what, what's the one that's like the cyberpunk one? Um, Deus Ex, Deus Ex, yes, oh, yes, that's a, that's a good one, man. I, I would definitely grab that and Laura Croft out the door, uh, uh, you know, with the studios. But listen, we got to get to the last topic of the day. We're, we're 91 minutes into the show, and we're gonna have our predictions from the panel of what we expect Xbox, not so much what's, what's gonna be at the Keeleys for opening night live, which happens in uh 28 minutes which i'm gonna get, get done with this and uh, upload this to all the rss feeds and and watch the show right along with you i'm just not streaming it live um i really think uh that there's gonna be some some special things for xbox to do there's rumors of a kojima uh his game being shown i mean it's the keely so why not he said he was done editing something he didn't say specifically what uh, but let me catch him with Super Chats, uh, and then we'll get into everyone's picks. Uh, Gamer by Choice drops that very generous $2 Super Chat and says, Xbox should do a Marvel Ultimates or Defenders. I, I'm right there with you. I love it. Um, Joe Dunmore, good friend of the program, drops that very generous $5 Super Chat and says, Tomb Raider on Xbox and a Laura Croft nemesis modeled after Sarah Bond. Take my money. I like what you're putting down there. I think Sarah Bond would be a pretty dope. Uh, uh, bad, bad girl or bad character to go up against Laura Croft. That's a freaking good idea. That's a million dollar idea there, Joe, Joe Dunmore. Uh, Power Man. 4K drops not one, but two Super Chats. The first one is $2. He says, shout out to everyone. Thank you, Power Man. Thank you. Shout out to you. His second one is a $5. He says, the ZeniMax and ABK were, in my opinion, the most strategic surgical strike in gaming uh, recently to push Xbox as a platform into the future. thousand percent. This Call of Duty thing, I originally was like, nah, it just can't be about Call of Duty. It, it, it's, it's about Call of Duty. I mean, King for mobile, uh, you, know, uh, but, you know, Blizzard for PC, but that Call of Duty thing is going to be huge, dude. Like, I said this before, and, and I don't want to reiterate too much on it, I am telling you, I don't know what year it is. Is it next year? Is it 2024? Whenever Xbox or Microsoft can put a Call of Duty picture on the boxes of their consoles, it's game over for Sony. Sorry. They're going to lose. Someone put in the chat the other day, they are expected to lose anywhere between 150 to $200 million. And that's, that's a fair assessment. People play on, uh, on, on Sony because it was the Call of Duty box. That's going to change when. How are you? How are you going to ask your players to pay seventy six forty three for Call of Duty when you can play it for as low as five dollars a month with the family plan on Xbox? It, it, it's it's not going to happen. And the Xbox players, because they're paying so low, potentially as low as five dollars a month, 
after the family plan are going to be inclined to spend on the microtransactions. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, it's, it's going to be a bloodbath. I'm, I'm just I'm just saying that's why Sony is scurred, uh, as the as the kids say. Uh, Sir X Man drops a very generous two dollars super chat and says, "For me, Tomb Raider is life since the beginning." Yeah, dude, I was there since day one. Love Laura Croft fighting those Tyrannosaurus Rexes that looked like cardboard. Uh, but you know, you look at back then, it was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe what I'm seeing." Now it's it's cardboard on the screen. It's so Mike, real. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it pretty is, pretty much is. Mike Cardona drops a very generous two dollars super chat and says, "This I say, Embracer is being beefed up to be bought." Well, it's, it's you just never know. But listen, folks, let's let's get into the last topic of the show. Uh, in uh, 25 minutes from now, on uh, opening night live with Jeff Keeley, a two-hour program, 120 minutes, 35 titles, some world premieres. Which you know, it's, it's a Keeley, so it's Keeley events. So you know, there's going to be world premieres there. Mm-hmm. We are expected that Xbox is going to have a presence. We just don't know what or how big it's going to be there's been a lot of talk of do they you know there's some talk about um the uh we happy few developers showing their game you know i i don't know i'm gonna be honest with you but i i have some ideas i'll give at the back end of it but steel rain being that this is an xbox show uh Mm -hmm. i mean an xbox program that you know xbox is expected to be there what do you expect xbox to do i mean it, it is you know they have in the past made some pretty big announcement at Gamescom. Are you expecting any surprises? Um, surprises per se? Uh, not exactly. And I'm also, it's like, I'm always, I feel like I'm the wrong person to ask because I, I hardly get excited for games that are too far out and I don't really look look at them like that. Except when you get a game like the first Ascended or whatever, um, where it's just like, dog, what is this? This is crazy. <laughs> um. So as far as what I'm expecting, of course, um, I think we may get a little bit more from Lies of P now coming to find out that it is going to be in Game Pass, um, get that official announcement. Again, if we're just judging it off of uh, Aaron Greenberg's pictures, um, that's what I would anticipate. Uh, The other thing, too, uh, I want to see Microsoft possibly or Xbox uh, dig a little bit into the Capcom bag, maybe get Exo Primal in the Game Pass, mainly because um, if you guys aren't familiar with Exo Primal, it's another co-op game um, that's doing a PvE VP uh, kind of style. Um, it was what everybody was anticipating was going to be Dino Crisis, uh, but it didn't end up being that. It has the mechs, has a little bit of Anthem and the Dino Crisis. I, I, I wasn't interested until I saw Pong talking about it. I was like, wait a second. I, yeah. I, I, I'm kind of, I might be kind of into this. <laughs> but see, that's exactly why I would like to see them make some kind of an announcement for like Game Pass or something like that, because it is one of those, and this is just a selfish thing, where it's another one of those online games or cooperative games that would do really well in a service that I don't want to see die, because I I like that type of game, and I'm liking what I'm seeing from the game. Uh, so more people we can get invested in is going to be a beautiful thing. Uh, other than that, there's also something that's really strange that we got we got some a recent trailer for the first descendant right before Gamescom. Um, I, I mean, at least this is like this is probably like the second time that I've seen the game overall. Um, but they seem to show a little bit more gameplay, a little bit more of what to expect from the game. So maybe there could be an announcement made there. Hey, it's gonna be another something else that we could possibly throw in the game pass. Um, because that's also again, I, I want to see possibly if Microsoft is gonna maybe 
continue to put the neck, uh, put their foot on the neck of Sony, maybe do some things that are in the competitive span uh, to say, hey, I know you got God of War coming this year and you guys, I mean, of course, you missed out on the date doing 11-11-22, uh, but there could be something to say, hey, we got God of War. I know they got God of War coming, but look what we have coming to Game Pass. Um, coming coming into here, I maybe agree. a Gotham Knights announcement. That's something else that I've been on my mound standing on for a while. That I do think that Gotham Knights may end up coming to Game Pass. Um, well, that's a multiplayer game, you know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. And, and, and there you see are, the theme I got. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it makes sense because there there is potentially 30 million customers. Yeah, if not more. And if not more, with those types of games coming in, um, I, again, they're all IPs that would be extremely attractive. Other than that. I don't know what else to see. Um, I know some people are like, oh, we might see some Fable. We might see some Avow. We might see some of this. I, I don't know about all that. Um, it'll be also dope if we did get something a little bit more from Starfield, as I do expect that Starfield is going to come out more so uh, the top of the year uh, within the first three months. But I don't know. Those are big pipe dreams. But the main main wins for me is going to see what kind of deals for Game Pass is Xbox going to cut. Um, because obviously they don't have nothing really for first party. So I think that's what it's going to be. I like it. Uh, Kirk, let's get your opinion on it. What, what do you expect Microsoft to do? Because a lot of people like myself and like Steel, we kind of uh, we're a little underwhelmed this year with Xbox for, you know, I mean, for a lot of reasons. But, you know, th- there are a lot of people saying that, well, don't expect much uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a Microsoft show. You know, they, they, they showed their wares and we got what we got. But I don't know, man. I, I kind of feel like we are on the cusp of potentially seeing something that we haven't seen before because Microsoft understands that even though they, they're, they're, they're winning you know, the hearts and minds without the bangers, which I, I, it, it blows my mind how they're continuing to do that. I mean, they're mm-hmm. beating Sony. People have equated to, oh, Sony can't get the consoles out. And I don't know about that. I think there's a, there's, there are people want to be in the Xbox ecosystem, but what do you expect for them to, to show today in Germany? Um, I mean, short of what they've uh, what they've already said that they're going to be showing. Um, I mean, I'm quite excited to see how the whole uh, Xbox app on the Samsung TVs works. Yeah, um, yeah they're going yeah. they're showcasing that. Um, oh wow! Okay. If with regards to what like any surprises, I I kind of feel like because we didn't see any Halo. In during the um, true, E3 period, I feel like maybe mm. they will either shadow drop or, or give us a firm date uh, or uh, an earlier date for Forge because that's been going really well lately. Dude, um, some of the things that I have seen in Forge are yeah. bonkers. I've, I've yeah, seen great. all these YouTube videos and I'm I'm absolutely blown away by what people Impressed. have been able to do with it. So yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I think I, I could be getting this wrong, but I think 343 said that it's coming next month so what's to stop them from bringing it forward if they've managed to polish yeah, it awesome. because apparently they're in a really good place with it now so that would be that would be awesome um and then i think the other thing would probably be because like you just said that there haven't been that many first party exclusives i have banged the drum on the grumpy gamers podcast uh, with the other guys saying that i wouldn't be surprised if they just throw a bunch of money at some third party developers and say let us have your games to put on game pass that, that's that's and that will be and we'll get confirmation of various titles. I don't know what those would be, but there'd be ones which um, yeah. which people maybe don't expect. I saw someone in the chat say something about um, Dead Island Two possibly becoming to Game Pass. I mean, yeah. you know, it could. You never know. You never know. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's there's something to be said that right now, and I've said this again on many podcasts. 
the true exclusive is Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. yeah. No. Good stuff. Good stuff. Infinite, let's get your opinion, brother. What what are you expecting from Microsoft? Should we, you know, temper expectations as we're known to do, or should we potentially get a surprise reveal that we weren't expected? You know, I don't know. Gamescom typically never really gives you anything new. If you all know the history of Gamescom, mm-hmm. unfortunately, it kind of just refreshes of what we know about games coming. So I, I don't expect anything monumental. And especially now that we've already got one of those things revealed to us by the, the image of finding out the life of uh, P where it was coming to Game Pass. So, that's which that's a big, that's a huge yeah, get. Because, that's a big man, one. That, that game looks it does. just so freaking good. It's mainly big, though. I don't want to interrupt you, Umber, you but it's mainly bro. because I brought this up Saturday, too. It's mainly big, though, because of how well Elden Ring did this year. Yes, 100%. So yeah. people are going to be looking towards that, especially when people throw out words like, oh, this is supposed to be a Bloodborne successor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, the game looks gorgeous and it looks like it'll be really fun. Um, my thinking of it is, is that that would have probably been the big unannounced like, oh, look, this is coming to Game Pass yeah. day and date. I think that may have been it. I don't know. I don't know if they have anything else left in the chamber outside of that. I did see on the image, by the way. The uh, last case of Benedict Fox, which was one yeah. of my top three. Dude, that game looks like it's one of my yeah. most anticipated games of the year. Like, Absolutely. I love those 2.5D uh, flashback yeah. type of games. Like, if you're an old school or an old bastard like myself, you, and you're like, what, what flashback? What are you talking about? Right. Flashback oh, I love flashback. <laughs> yeah, it's classic. <laughs> yeah. No. And so my thinking is that may have been a thing that we were going to get that that kind of got spoiled for us in a way. Uh, which I mean, it is what it is. I don't care. So I mean, we're getting it. So I'm, right, right, right. I'm not too hurt by that. But uh, Jeff Jeff Keeley did say that there would be some unannounced games shown. Mm-hmm. So there's a possibility we could get something shown. I would. I mean, imagine- they do have a good. They have a good relationship. And like I said, we we have yeah. heard. I mean, it's a Keeley show. We have mm-hmm. heard that Kojima is going to be there. It's like, why would you fly yeah. this guy out from Japan to Germany? just to hang out i mean he's got money so i would imagine yeah. that he just wants to hang out with jeff and that's awesome i know kojima's but, going to be there to, to console playstation fanboys who were upset that's right uh, <laughs> <laughs> coming to, to xbox game pass on pc but yeah um, yeah my thinking is that might have been the biggest thing but there is some you know i will agree with kirk if it's a case where they could show something for halo infinite like as far yeah. as the uh that's cool yeah because they've been like on this content idea. drought yep. man it would be nice i mean certain that will show certain affinity yeah i would, yeah. That, would be, that would be good for me if they mm-hmm. did that i mean i i'm gonna jump back on halo today speaking of which uh after some midnight fight express which just released if you all yeah I, I definitely got to download that yeah. I, I, I gotta get back, get back to halo after i did my two battle passes I played for a couple of weeks and I was like, yeah, there's just nothing really going on. So yeah. I'll come back to it. That's unfortunately. You yeah, gotta join us, by it. the way. You gotta join us on our game night sometime. Heck yeah, bro. dude. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely down for that, dude. Yeah. I, I I I love Halo Infinite. So it's my Halo 3 for me was always the GOAT. Same. Especially definitely. in uh in, in multiplayer. Uh yep. just what they've done with Infinite is just just crazy good. Like I it's agree. just just missing so content. That's it. Good. That's it. That it's the game is there. That's what Forge is full. That's what yeah, exactly. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I can't wait to play the, the Forge, the community stuff. But Daniel, let's uh let's get your last opinion on this. We'll get everyone out of here so you can get over to online. I mean, uh, open the night live over with Jeff Keeley. Uh, and of course, again, we will cover what's happening uh, and what happened with it on tomorrow night's primetime gaming. Daniel, what are you expecting from Xbox? Should we? 
temper expectations, or do you think they got ones up the sleeve? I think that's that's tough, right? Because I don't think that we're going to get anything like massive, right? I don't think we're going to see Fable. I don't think we're going to see Hellblade or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could very easily see, like Kirk was saying, I could very easily see us getting some Halo updates, maybe something about some campaign DLC or Forge or something like that. Um, my friend Frank uh, from Franklin Gaming is the biggest cyberpunk fan potentially on the planet, whether that's founded or not. Uh, and he uh, he's very convinced that there's going to be announcement of the new cyberpunk DLC at that, mm. which I could see that happening um, just because geographically it makes sense. Um, the only thing I think that we know is going to be at the show that's like an Xbox Xbox exclusive. Well, outside of their own show, obviously is high on life is supposed to be at the, yes. the opening night live. So I'm excited to see that. Uh, and I think that we'll probably get updates on some of those Ukrainian games. Uh, what is it? Replaced stalker two. I could very easily see just, I imagine over in Germany, they talk about the war in Ukraine a little bit more often than we do in the States. Yeah. Uh, so I imagine that's probably something that, that is more prevalent in their mind. So I, I would not be surprised to see something from those game studios, whether it's an update on the game or like, Hey, we're okay. Maybe, uh, you know, something like that. I'm, I'm not expecting this to be an absolutely massive show. I think the fact that Kojima is there implies that there's going to be some announcement of the game that he's making with Xbox. That would um, be I, the I, mic drop moment in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Cause I don't know what else he would be there to show, right? He's already done Death Stranding's director's cut. They've already announced that it's coming to game pass PC. I'm not expecting it to go to Xbox consoles. I, I guess if it could, if it did, it would go, it would be announced there. Um, Guys, I'm looking at me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, I also, if he does announce his 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 Xbox game there, I wouldn't expect to see it for a long time. You know, he he tends to announce. Yeah, he's, his games take years. That's fine. That you know, Death Stranding was shown years and years yeah. before. Yeah. So, I, I'm excited for it to see a lot of the third party stuff. I'm not expecting to see a ton of like specifically Xbox things, but I would love to. Yeah. No. No. I, I listen. Who who doesn't want new uh, Xbox stuff in a year where they they've made good strides with Game Pass. You can't argue what they've done there. Uh, but you know their first part, the delays kind of hurt the momentum that they were get, that, that, that had garnered over the you know months and months before the the, uh, the you know what was expected this year. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had a good time. I do want to get everyone out of here. We're ending a little bit early because obviously I want to be uh, you know give you enough time to leave this show. And head over and and and, uh, and watch Jeff's show or watch the Iron Lord, whoever is going to be uh, producing their content. But I just got to read the quick three, uh, the two super chats that came in. Highlander 001, good friend, generous friend of the program, just a five dollar super chat, and says, "If Microsoft plays to their strengths, which is their wallets, there is nothing wrong with that. Cash is king. Great panel and show. Boom! Thanks so much, Highlander and Shooter twenty eight fifty three. This one I was laughing." He drops an additional five dollars super chat and says, "Hey, he says, boom, the old man, ha ha." He just cracks me up because Shooter's a little bit older than I, but I'm still an old man. But it's fine, Shooter. Thank you for that. Uh, let's get to the outros. I'm going to start first with Steel Rain, brother. You got to say your brand. You got to tell everyone where they can help you and Pong Soul hit that 1K this year in 2022. It's a well-deserved achievement. You guys put on an incredible three to four hour show every week, Thanks, and it's really, really well done. Talk Thanks, about man. it. 
Hey, man. Well, uh, first, I do want to say thank you, Boom, for just send, extending that invite out again. It's always a pleasure um, just to be here chopping it up with you guys. I never thought that I'd be here doing this, man, and just be able to bring my energy to the panel. Um, such a beautiful thing. And then chop it up with like-minded people. Uh, I, I feel like that's the why we're in the community, right? Which is also why we host a non-console-centric platform every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, and 3 p.m. UK time. It's called Living Split Screen. We take the RTS approach, if you don't know. That's real-time strategy. Some of you might have played those games back in the day. But you pull yourself out of the world. You check the darker crevices on the map. You pull your resources together. And then we just have an honest conversation about what's going on in total throughout the industry because it's not just about the 500 million players that we're capped at over the last decade. It is about the 3 billion gamers that we're trying to reach and going beyond that. But with that also being said, um, you can also catch me um, right after the show. I should be on with Fun Speculation there or um, he on is... On Mav's channel, yeah. Yes, on Mav's channel. Um, he is co-streaming uh, the Gamescom show, so that's going to be interesting. And other than that, look, make it easy for everybody steel rain i steel rain i the t's a seven if you have a search bar my wife didn't believe me i had to try it look <laughs> me up you are guaranteed to find me that's twitter facebook xbox no matter what it is type in google you'll find me um hit me up in the dms or messages i'm not one of those guys that'll run from you and be like hey steel you want to play i'll tell you i'm i'm busy so um with that being said, much love to the panel. Much love to you, Boom. Again, 11K onwards to 15K and beyond. And uh, much you, love son. and appreciation to everybody rocking and rolling in the chat. Much love. Yeah, no doubt about that. And, of course, another special guest here from not only the Grumpy Gamers podcast, which I featured in uh, a, a, a podcast where I sat down with them to introduce them to the world. Uh, they have a great set of dudes over there, good chaps that come out every week to talk about gaming we got to talk about Frame a Game. Uh, this is a this is a Ooh. mom and pop company that has exploded on the scene. Um, like I said, I don't know if you can see behind me. I got one. I got the Resident Evil right behind me, right there. Uh, I have another Resident Evil on the so way. Um, you know, and the work that he's doing, especially he's done some custom cases where there are four games in there, and that's like, oh my god, that's bonkers. Get over to Frame a Game. Uh, uh, dot com slash UK, I believe that's the uh, framegame.com and dot co dot co UK. They're sent to the same place. So, well, listen, um, talk about talk about it, brother. Tell you know, tell everyone where they can support you in this. Incre I mean, the artwork is just phenomenal, dude. It's it's second to none. It's such a a, a genius idea. I can't believe someone didn't come up with it uh, before. And the work that you do, man, is just my chef's kiss, beautiful. brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So basically, I'm Kirk. I I am the owner, and I run and make everything within within Frame a Game. It's, it's just me. It's just me that, that deals with it. Um, but basically, I have a website. I have put what I would consider popular games on there for you to buy, and there are standard versions and there are protected versions. So protected versions of the games, uh, the Frame games, will basically allow you to take the game out in the future if you want to but if it becomes rarer and you need to you need to save it shall we say or you can contact me directly and that's dms um in on twitter instagram uh, email me on the site for any custom work that you want doing and i'll frame 
basically anything that you got. And I don't just do games anymore. I do films, movies, yep. and CD albums. And I've just gotten into controllers. I don't know if you can just see behind me there. I've got uh, my Halo Infinite Xbox controller in a frame. Nice, well. dude. I know people love collecting controllers. And I'm they one just of put... them. I got 19 right well, here. You need 19 <laughs> of my frames, mate. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, boom. Thanks for having me on, mate. I very much appreciate it. Um, just just like before, and you do great work. So I appreciate it, brother. Up. Thank you so much for the uh, for for being here. Thank you for the for the kind words, and uh, loved working with you again, Kirk. Hopefully, we can get more people to check out frameagame.com. Uh, it's the work is just it's just phenomenal. Infinite Umbra, sell your brand, brother. Talk about your podcast or your. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, we know that you are a t- with a team of people. You have Doom Cutie, obviously, Risk It for the Biscuit, and of course, uh, Je- Jedi. Uh, you know, you guys do great work each and every week. Uh, love what uh, Jedi Pete brings to the table. Doom Cutie, you and uh, uh, and Risk It. Talk about it, brother. Tell people where they can check out the show on Friday evenings. Oh, yeah. You all can check us out on Fridays. This is my radio voice. <laughs> check us out on Fridays at 8 o'clock Eastern on Risk's channel, the Xbox Infinite Podcast. No, but seriously, yes, check us out there. I am the highlight of the show. The show is named after me. Um, yeah. <laughs> Risk gets in the chat. He's probably cracking. Right? He's over there. He's over there. Hey, Mike, that's like that. But, uh, <laughs> No, but seriously, yeah, you all can check check us out on uh, Fridays, 8 o'clock Eastern. Of course, now I'm a part of the, the Xbox Factor podcast, so you guys can check me out here on Tuesdays. And, um, you know, you'll see me also, Boxenberger will have me on his podcast this week, I believe. Tomorrow. Nice, so nice. I'll be appearing on that. I, I'm actually going to be really busy this week. Actually, I'm, I'm appearing on another podcast, right? So anyway, uh, I'll announce it on Twitter. But uh, you all can find me, speaking of Twitter, on the infinite umbra or umbra infinite you'll find me either way and if you want to get with us on our game nights you can find me under super havoc that's h-a-v-o-c on the xbox and uh you all can feel free to join us sometimes we play a variety of games we try to get into and uh we just have fun it's good people um you know that's all we're into oh by the way kirk uh i wanted to announce this for you since you didn't say it but Kirk is so generously gifting all of us here on the on the, the podcast here a framed gang for free. Isn't that oh, right, Kirk? Oh, oh God. Oh, I see what you've done there. I see what you've done there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. This is, the pressure is on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, close mouth don't get fed, Kirk. You know just just pay for shipping is what you're saying. <laughs> I, I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just That's great. That's good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, man, not a good funny. stuff. Listen, like I said, definitely get over and check out uh, Infinite Umbra and that incredible panel of gamers uh, on their podcast Friday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is the Xbox Infinite Podcast. Uh, and um, not this week because he just got back from vacation, but Risk It for the Biscuit is going to be uh, sitting down with me and One Bad Mother on next week's new episode of uh x vlog live the first time we're having three people on because obviously um you know uh it, it was supposed to be risk it today i mean uh, on thursday and he just got back from vacation umbra infinite umbra is gonna be joining me this thursday 12 p.m for 60 or 70 minutes and uh, we'll be talking about xbox and their platformers and how many of the ips that they currently own it's a lot i mean they have a lot of 
of uh, platforming IPs that can come back in a big way. But Daniel McGee, let's get you on out of here, brother. Sell your brand. You've been putting out a lot of videos lately. Good stuff, as always. Talk about where people can subscribe to your YouTube channel and, more importantly, reach out to you on social media. Right. So you can find me on Twitter at Daniel J. McGee. Uh, that's Daniel J. MCG. And you can find me on YouTube at just Daniel McGee. Uh, I do a lot of content about just what's happening in the games industry, not so much reviews, things like that, more uh, analytical type things. Uh, we're making the crawl to 500 subscribers. I think we're at 425 right now. So I would nice. love to see some of you uh, helping me get those numbers up because I would love to be able to do this uh, more professionally. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, that's everything I do. Well, listen, Daniel, it's great to have you a part of this show, and hopefully you being a part of it gets you to the 1K mark as well. But ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say a big shout-out to the monster Super Chats that came in today. Uh, you know, the show can't give the, do, do the big giveaways that we do without them because obviously I'm a retired dude, so we do tuck these Super Chats away, and we do, we're giving away an additional uh, $2,000 for Ooh, the remainder wow. of 2022. Uh, uh, Boom's birthday bash in September, $500 of digital giveaways. Mrs. Boom's birthday bash in November, $500 of digital giveaways. And this holiday for Christmas, we are upping in the ante. We're giving away $1,000 on a breakfast with Boom of digital gifts. Uh, and uh, all you got to do is uh, be in the chat to win. And obviously, if you are a channel member, you drop Super Chats or you are subscribed to the channel, you will get additional entries live on the air, and then we will dole out those prizes. And if you are an international viewer, uh, do not worry. We do represent everyone. We will get you uh, your prize one way or another. We use we like to use PayPal because it's safe, but if you do win a, a 50 or a $100 gift card, uh, and you're in the States, you can pick where you want it. But if you're outside of the States, we will get you the money. And we pay all taxes and all charges to all right. get you that money. Uh, we, we, we take that right on our backs. And we're very proud that we do that. One of the few shows that uh, welcome in our international viewers. And we will get you your, your, your winnings, regardless of what country you are, through a cash app, PayPal, or whatever. Uh, but a big shout out to... Uh, over 450 people here. Another successful Xbox Factor podcast. And, of course, I'm going to close out the show, folks, with something that's important to me. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught me with kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor podcast. <laughs>